Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty show. Week two is in the books. Another wild week in the NFL. I mean, so much fun, lots going on, lots of injuries, it seems, which is really unfortunate for our fantasy teams. So let's take our first look at the top scorers of the week. So at quarterback, again, those elite quarterbacks just don't seem to be cracking the top three. So at QB1, it was Daniel Jones with 30.7 points. QB2, ever-reliable Kirk Cousins at 28.6 points. And QB3 this week was actually Russell Wilson with 25.9 points. Now, all of these guys were kind of your later round picks in a lot of startups. um, And they're showing out so far early in the season. Now we know that these elite QBs can perform. And I'm sure that they will start heading back up the ranks over the next few weeks. But just interesting to see them not cracking the top three for the first two weeks of the season. A running back all changed this week. So running back one was Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders. He had 28.9 PPR points. Kyron Williams, who took over as that lead back in uh, the LA Rams uh, this week, he finished as the RB2 with 28 PPR points. And then at running back three, Saquon Barkley with 27.2 PPR points. Unfortunately, we obviously now know he's um, got another ankle injury, maybe out for maybe one or two weeks. A wide receiver, wide receiver one this week, Keenan Allen of the LA Chargers, 31.1 PPR points. Uh, Puka Nakua, massive hype around this guy, but he finished as a wide receiver two this week. We'll be discussing him a little bit later. He had 30.1 PPR points. And then at wide receiver three, Mike Evans, 
doing really great this week. He seems to have a fantastic connection with Baker Mayfield. He had 29.1 PPR points. At the tight end position, tight end one this week, TJ Hawkinson. He got those two touchdowns uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles and then he got 25.6 PPR points. Hunter Henry breaking into the top three again this week, finishing at tight end two with 17.2 PPR points. And then at tight end three on his big return, Mike, Mike Andrews had 15.5 PPR points as they beat my Cincinnati Bengals. All very upsetting for me this week. So there are a couple of bits of big news following week two. Following that surprise announcement on X, I mean, literally minutes before the first slate of games started on Sunday, we heard that Cam Akers was going to become a healthy scratch for week two. And it seems like he is no longer going to be playing for the Rams. Um, we do have a bit of deja vu from last season, but I think at this point, this is truly the end for him there at Los Angeles. And they are looking to trade him at the moment. The reports are, are that a number of teams have been looking into trading for him, or so they say, um, and that includes the Ravens and the Browns. Now, obviously, we know that the Browns have had a visit from Kareem Hunt too, and it sounds like they're getting closer to maybe signing him back onto the roster. But it's yet to be seen really whether Akers is ultimately going to get traded or whether he's actually going to end up being cut. I do think he's going to end up on a roster somewhere because there are plenty of running back needy teams with injuries going down left, right and centre. But who knows what his role is actually going to be. I am a bit concerned that he might be on a similar career trajectory to someone like James Robinson. And we may find that as kind of the seasons go on, he's going to struggle to stay on an NFL roster. Look, if you are a Cam Akers owner, I do think you haven't got any choice at this point but to hold him and hope he ends up in a reasonable situation later in the season where we can see him put up some good weeks and maybe this will open a small trade window for you so you can, can sell him on. But at the moment, he, he's going to have to be a hold. In some more upsetting news, absolutely gutted for him but Nick Chubb suffered a devastating knee injury on Monday night football this is really really disappointing for him he is a fantastic running back um, and unfortunately it seems that his season is over and he does have a long road to recovery because of how severe that injury seems to be we do know that he has undeniable talent when he's healthy and on the field but it seems to me that his knee is going to require at least two surgeries um, and it's going to take some time to come back from. And that does give me some concerns for his longer term outlook. He is now 27 years old and it's going to take him some time to recover from that injury. He's due to be a free agent in 2025, which to me, I think is going to be the most likely season when he is fully healthy I think he's going to lose this season obviously to to recovering from the injury and I think unfortunately next season he, he might be kind of working his way back from that as well so his first fully healthy season is going to be 2025 when he is a free agent so does that that does make me a little bit nervous for his longer term outlook look as a Chubb manager you obviously need to hold him at the moment and see what further information we can get and see if and when he is going to to play again but I do wish him a, a full and good recovery um, and I hope to see him on an NFL field again very soon so let's have a look at who's got some stock up this week now um, based on our big news earlier 
one of the biggest guys has to be Kyron Williams. He took on that lead role at, at, LA, at the LA Rams after Akers was surprisingly inactive. He was on the field a lot. He was on 95% of snaps and he had an 83% running back opportunity share. And boy, did he seem to make the most of this opportunity because as we said earlier, um, he finished as a running back two on the week. Now, while he is the only running back in this backfield, I think he has to be a, a must-start. You know, he's getting so much work. Volume is king, as we say, in the running back position. So we have to kind of um, go with that. And the LA Rams seem to be better than we all expected them to be. They're certainly feisty and they're putting up sub points. So with this workload, I currently have him as the running back 18 rest of season. I think, you know, he's going to be that kind of low end, uh, low to high end, I suppose, running back two uh, range. I do think if you're in a rebuild or you don't need him on your team, now is the perfect time to be selling high on him while he's getting all of this volume and we're seeing all of these fantasy points. I don't think he's going to be on his own. Um Going into next season, I certainly think they're going to be adding someone in. So I think this is a, a sell high window for him. My next player stock up is DeAndre Swift. With Gainwell out with that rib injury this week, we did see Swift make the most of his opportunities. Of the active running backs on the Philadelphia Eagles, he had by far the largest role. He played 75% of snaps and had a 77% running back opportunity share, whereas Boston Scott and Rashad Penny only had a 12.5 and 10% opportunity share, respectively. So he took on the, the major work role. Um, he rushed for 175 yards and a touchdown and ended up finishing as a running back four on the week. So this is what all of these DeAndre Swift truthers have been waiting for. You know, he showed the potential that, you know, we know he's talented and we know that he does have potential. The problem I have is that we know that Kenny Gainwell is going to be coming back at some point, likely soon. And obviously their last uh, competitor was the Vikings. And unfortunately, they haven't been that great against the run so far this season. So I, although I do think Swift will maintain a, a role in this backfield, I'm not entirely sure exactly what that's going to be. And I think when Gainwell comes back, that is going to muddy the waters. Um, next week, they've got the Buccaneers, who we know are great against the run. So I, I do think that maybe he, he's going to not finish as well as he did this week. But I do think this is the perfect sell-high window for Swift. You know, Gainwell is out. He's had a great game. Um, anybody who's kind of shown any interest or, you know, these people that that thinks Swift has talent, which I agree he has talent, but I, I am still concerned for his longer term outlook. I would be looking to, to sell him now because I think as soon as Gainwell back, is back, that's going to muddy the waters and affect his value. I don't think he's going to get as much work and he's not going to um, give us as much fantasy value. And, um, you know, we know that he has an injury history as well. So I would be trying to sell him at the moment. <clears throat> Next player, stock up, Jerome Ford. Obviously devastated for Chubb and his injury, but at this point, Ford has become the primary back on the Browns. Now, rumours are this afternoon that they are imminent uh, and are about to re-sign Kareem Hunt onto the roster, but they have said that uh, Ford is the first guy to get the opportunity to be the lead back on this team. So even though he might not be a workhorse in terms of the number of snaps he's seeing and the number of carries, I do think that he will have the largest role in this backfield, at least to start for the season. Um, so I think 
he certainly has gone stock up. He did have a strong showing um, when Chubb went off the field against the Steelers. But so far, the Steelers' defence has given up the most fantasy points to running backs so far this season. Now, I know we've got quite a small sample size there of only two games, but the Steelers seem to have been struggling a little bit against the run so far. Um, I do think that Ford, of course, is stock up, and I think he's going to have a larger role. And again, once we start to see him putting up those fantasy numbers, um, he is a potential sell-high candidate. Stock up player next, Brian Robinson. He has by far the biggest running back opportunity share on this team this week with a 78% running back opportunity share. For me, it's clear that Robinson has pulled away as the clear running back one in this backfield. Although he actually shared snaps uh, with Antonio Gibson, um, he actually seemed to be the only one that carried or handled the ball particularly. I think Gibson had a few targets, but but that's it. They don't seem to trust Gibson at all. Um, and I think Brian Robinson is is taking a stranglehold on this backfield. Um, it's, we're definitely getting clarity here, whereas obviously with Philadelphia, it's still a little bit murky. But here, Brian Robinson, for me, is definitely the main running back to be owning on this team. And I currently have him as the running back 17. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's have a look at some stock down players. I mentioned this guy last week in the stock down, but I think actually he's probably fallen even further, and that's Rashad Penny. Even though he was active this week, you know, he was inactive last week, it's clear that the Eagles just didn't want him on the field. They gave him a mere three rush attempts for, and he had only nine yards and a single target. And he also gave up a really big penalty. I am concerned that the Eagles are just not particularly in on Penny. Um, and I think in his current situation, he's going to struggle to see the field, which gives him little to no fantasy value. Um, which is really unfortunate because we know how talented he can be. I think because he has no value at the moment, I would, if I've got a deeper bench and I can afford it, I would keep him on the team just to see if there's any chance that he ends up in a better situation later down the line. But if you've got short benches, um, I just I think you're going to struggle to sell him. You may have to drop him in this situation. Another stock down guy. Um, surprisingly is AJ Dillon. Now Aaron Jones was out this week so this was the perfect opportunity for AJ Dillon to showcase his talents and his abilities. Unfortunately he seemed to do very very little with his opportunity. He had a big 77% opportunity share so the same as some of the guys that in the stock up section but he mustered a measly 55 yards. Now obviously I know David Bakhtiari didn't play um, and there may have been other factors but the Atlanta defence isn't that great. They have improved, but in week one, Carolina managed to rush for 132 yards on Atlanta. So, you know, it's not like he was facing a tough defence. 
I am concerned that he seems to be struggling a bit and that he is no longer really that high-end handcuff that we've we've all kind of felt that he has been in the past. Um, and for me, his stock is certainly going down. Um, and I think his value is, is plummeting at this point. Um, I think it's clear that Aaron Jones is, is the more talented of the two guys in this backfield. Um, and I'm just losing confidence in, in AJ Dillon at this point. Now, the next guy I'm going to mention in stock down for me actually is not a true stock down in that I still maintain that his value um, is the same as it was before. But I think this is an opportunity that you may find to buy this guy. This is Garrett Wilson. So as I say, it's not a true stock down because we know how talented he is, but he does have a small bump in the road in that, unfortunately, he has lost uh, Aaron Rodgers and now he's having uh, to play with Zach Wilson as his quarterback. We know from last season how much um, Wilson does, aff- uh, yeah, how much Zach Wilson affects Garrett Wilson's fantasy uh, value and also output. So for me, if he is currently on a contending team in your league, they may be um, kind of a bit upset with Garrett Wilson at the moment because he's not putting up the fancy numbers that they were hoping he would. So for me, this could open up a small buy window in which they may be looking for someone that can give them um, more fantasy points right now. So I'd be looking and finding out who has got Garrett Wilson on their team in my leagues. Is that person a contender? And is there a chance that they might be looking for someone else who can give them fantasy points right now, rather than having to sit through um, a Zach Wilson um, kind of season with Garrett Wilson? Now, it may be that the, the Jets do end up signing someone else and we see Zach Wilson improve. But as I say, right now, it's looking like Zach Wilson. And unfortunately, that is going to affect um, the fantasy output from Garrett Wilson. So I would be heading over to the owner and seeing if you could buy him, um, because I think this is going to probably be one of the only chances that you're going to have to buy him. Often these high end wide receiver studs can be difficult to, to prize off owners so I think this is your chance to to potentially try and go by Garrett Wilson at a reasonable cost. Let's have a look into our rookie watch. Every week I like to just mention some rookies that seem to have been performing well or we've noticed I've started to do things um, on our fantasy teams whether that be that we're keeping an eye on them potentially looking to bump them onto our starting rosters in the future or already we're trying to get them in there because they're producing so let's start with the first guy that played on Thursday night football Jordan Addison he still played behind KJ Osborne as a wide receiver three this week and he's been doing that over the past two weeks this week Osborne actually played for 97 percent of the snaps and ran 44 routes whereas Addison played for only 69% of snaps and ran 36 routes. Of course, we know that Justin Jefferson is dominating those targets here. Addison, though, did have 14 um, targets and a 12% target share. Um, and he's had 14 and 12% target share weeks one and two, respectively. Um, he has made the most of these uh, target shares, though. And over the past two weeks, he's had seven receptions for 33, 133 yards and two touchdowns. So week one, he finished as PPR wide receiver 19 and week two wide receiver 28. He hasn't played in any two wide receivers yet. But to me, I think it's only a matter of time. It's clear that Kirk Cousins is targeting him when he's on the field. 
He's got higher targets per route run rate than Osborne and a higher yards per route run rate than Osborne. And we did see Osborne drop 50% of his targets on Thursday. So I do think that ultimately Addison will become the wide receiver two on this offense sooner rather than later. So I think he is certainly someone we want to be keeping an eye on. And already we've been able to slot him in as a, as a flex play. Um, but as soon as he becomes a wide receiver two, I think he's going to be much more reliable. Um, I do think while he's the wide receiver three, because he's not playing so much, there is a risk that he could have the odd dud week. Whereas once he's playing as a wide receiver two, I think we can feel much more confident to plug and play him in our um, flex spot literally every week. The next guy, we have to mention him, Puka Nakua. He continues to break records with his performances, finishing as a wide receiver two on the week. He's clearly got a strong connection with Matt Stafford, similar to one that we saw with Cooper Cup um, two seasons ago. And he's leading this receiving core with a 39% target share. I mean, ginormous. We know that Cup will be back at some point, but it's clear that Puka will definitely stay involved just based on how involved he's been so far. But of course, this target share is going to reduce. The thing I will mention is that Puka Nakua fever is intense at the moment. Everybody is on him. Everyone excited. So if you do have him on your team, this could be a fantastic sell high window. You could get a really good price for him while people are really excited if you wanted to turn that profit before Cup returns. Another guy that I noticed getting quite good run this week was Jaden Reed. He obviously took on a bigger role with Christian Watson being out and he put on a great performance in week two. He actually led the receiving core this week with a 32% target share and we did see him line up both in the slot and outside. Obviously, when Watson gets back, his role is likely to reduce and he may return back to only playing in three wide receiver sets. But I do think this week he's made a really great case to remain strongly involved in this offence. And if he continues to play well, who knows, we may see him become the wide receiver too uh, on this team. Sam Laporta. He has been heavily involved in this Detroit Lions offense from day one. Over the past two weeks, he's run routes on 72 and 81% of snaps, and he's had a 15 and 17% target share, so same target share as Jordan Addison. He's had five and six targets across those two weeks, and although he hasn't got a touchdown yet, I think it will be only a matter of time before they start to come. So he is certainly a rookie I've been keeping my eye on, and who's clearly heavily involved and is likely to give us fantasy relevance throughout this season. Another guy I spotted on my rookie watch, Tank Dell. He got his opportunity here with Noah Brown going on to IR and he played a lot more and boy did he make the most of his opportunity. This week he played 76% of snaps and he ran routes on 82% of those. He had 10 targets and finished as a wide receiver at 19 I do think he's making a strong case to be an every down player on this offense and there's a chance that he overtakes other players and becomes the wide receiver too I think on this team although Houston may not have their highest upside as an offense you know they're still kind of building up this team and CJ Stroud of course is a rookie so there are going to be ups and downs I do think he could still easily have some fantasy relevance as a flex play this season and hopefully his role will continue to grow. So as we head into week three, there's a few things that I'm wanting to look for 
my eyes continue to be on this Philadelphia backfield. Obviously, if Gamewell is out, I think it's going to be relatively simple in that Swift is probably going to get the majority of the work again. But if Gamewell is active and better, I would love to see how this share is going to go. I do wonder whether they kind of run the hot hand a little bit and we see one guy being the kind of running back one one week and another um, the next week, which is going to be frustrating and challenging for fantasy managers. But I'm really interested to see how things play out. Um, if that is the case, it's obviously much easier um, on these best ball teams than in managed leagues because you're not having to worry about whether you should put them into your lineup or not. I also would love to see, is Jordan Addison still running as a wide receiver three in Minnesota? I do think it's only a matter of time before he becomes a wide receiver two. And I've got my eye out to try and see as and when that's going to be. And I'm hoping it's going to be this week because he has shown that how talented he is and how um, you know reliable he can be and how much Kirk does want to give him the ball when he's on the field. So I'm going to sign off now. I haven't got the best voice um, today, but thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy week three. Um, don't forget, you, you can find us on all great pod- podcast networks and of, also on X at Five Yard Dynasty. Don't forget our main Five Yard Rush um, page at Five Yard Rush. And of course, YouTube or anywhere else you, you would like to find us. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I'll be back reviewing week three next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 